0: marketing made easy the podcast now here are your hosts from get savvy club anna geary and anita baldwin
1: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of marketing made easy from the get savvy club anna geary here and my sidekick if that's what she referred to me as the other day uh, anita baldwin is here no i kind of like it i kind of like it It reminds me of um are they called when you have a motorcycle and you have a side side car yeah Reminds oh, yeah. me of that. <laughs> We'd be great on that. Not. <laughs> my sidecar, my sidecar. Yeah, I'd, I like the idea of having one of those. Well, being in a sidecar, not being, yeah, not being on the. It's not for me. just be in sidecar, getting to worry No, not just... one day. No, <laughs> anyway, it this, go down the isn't... Uber
0: route.
1: Yeah, that's probably better than a sidecar. But yeah, so this this episode, uh we have interviewed a lady from America. um a really interesting lady called Robin. You'll find out more about her in a moment. Um, But takeaways for me from this particular episode is um, about... You hear it a lot, don't you? You I was born to be an entrepreneur. I've always hustled. I was the kind of person that started... Um, selling things age three at the preschool and there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are like that so I know I was always had my thinking I always wanted to make money when I was young because I was skint so um, I was always thinking how can I make more money that you know as soon as I could get a job I walked dogs I took paper rounds I did that and so I was always on the hustle but you don't always have to have been that person to become an entrepreneur and she definitely wasn't she had no interest in entrepreneurship Didn't have any any idea about it either. She just got into a position where they couldn't pay the bill. I think her story is inspirational because she did it because she had to do it. And
0: then she made it work. And guess what? It's working. I loved the thing. My takeaway from it is the saying, the fastest path to cash that's yeah. what she worked on and that's quickest what we've all to... got to work on Actually, once we've got that path? cash coming in we could do all the fun stuff and all the fancy stuff and all the free stuff and
1: all of that but what's the fastest path to cash yeah yeah so quickest path to cash didn't she and was we like mm. oh yeah that's gold when i like, scribbled it down but yeah that is so important because so many people were lining them ducks up and saying i'm just going to do this and i'm just going to do that and maybe i'll create a five-day challenge and maybe yeah. I'll and do... it's
0: getting your website done the fastest path to cash probably no not. it isn't there's probably some things you can it do might look nice for you But yeah,
1: what can you go out and do now that will bring you money into the business? And for her, it was obviously selling stuff getting stuff selling stuff and really starting at at the bottom rung of the ladder there and even as as she goes into you'll hear in the episode about friends or i I I think it was a friend of hers basically was telling her off for for doing that at such a low level but it's like well actually i needed to do that and now Mm. she's built it to what it is now by by getting around the right people as well the importance of being around the right people was is in this episode too because if you aren't from a a business family like I'm not if, if you were brought, brought up with no entrepreneurs around you whatsoever it's a really strange place to go into and you need to find your your tribe people that are on the same journey as you to connect with that have you have you back and you can support each other along the way because people that have jobs often don't understand why you don't just go and get a job um and obviously if you want to do your own thing you've got a different mindset and you've got different challenges so getting around people that have done what you've done or are looking to do what you you do is so 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 important
0: and what i love about working for myself is and i've never even considered this because i did corporate for so many years but i mean i earn good money because i got to senior levels but you get that money and then on the 28th of the month or whatever you get x amount after you pay tax and that's what you've got left and then you pay all your bills and what have you and you have a bit left and then you get the same amount but what i love in in business is that you can go oh you know it's christmas coming i want to spend a bit of extra money let's do this initiative and get some more money in and it's really within your control how much or how little you earn each month and once you get your head around that it's lovely isn't it yeah and it's exciting as well it's up
1: to you you know it's it's up to you what how you're going to to make that money which is scary as well but it is empowering rather than that that's I guess that's why I got attracted to doing more sales roles when when I started work was because I thought hang on I work really hard anyway I might as well do a job where there's commission on top for the extra work that I did because whatever job I did I always worked hard at it so it made sense to get one that you were rewarded more Uh, but now this is the same but like on another kind of level yeah even better so yeah you know, I mean, i'm sure you want to hear a bit more about this guest so let's get into it
0: if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe so
2: you know a lot of people are like i was a hustler since i was four years old and i was hustling wrapping paper for the school no i didn't do any of that i avoided the fundraisers i don't like selling <laughs> i before this I was a youth minister so i mean like the least capitalistic occupation out there. Um, But my my son got sick and we couldn't afford anything. And you know, the car would thump or the air conditioner would make a noise and I would just go in bed and pull the blankets over my cover and cry because it just felt like we were going to be scared for the rest of our lives. And uh, I started buying things at uh, garage sales and then reselling them on Craigslist and eBay. Uh, then we grew to Amazon. We built that from $100. We started with $100 cash. It felt like a million dollars then. Uh, and we built it actually to a million dollar business in just about three, four years. Wow. On years. Amazon
0: yeah. or across all different?
2: Across, across all of them. And, you know, so then we started to really grow. You know, Amazon became our focus. We were still doing a lot of eBay. What were you selling? I pretty much have sold everything at this point. So I've, for a while, we did a lot in lawn Flamingo. Um and we've sold everything They're, from pretty yeah. popular, aren't they? What's a lawn flamingo? So
0: like it, flamingo it's kind little. of a joke out oh. here.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a plastic flamingo that you put in people's I sold those. I sold uh you know, we did a lot of toys. Uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that still do like they go into retail stores and they buy shoes and sell it on Amazon. Um, but after a couple of years, we started buying wholesale from companies, and then we realized that Amazon was a huge problem for brand owners, like it was hard to control and it was nobody really understood it. And so we had been starting to like develop like running ads and, you know, like optimizing listings for the things that we were carrying. Um, so we started in our agency about five years ago. Uh, it's all kind of a blur as far as the dates, and think. But um, and so now we work with companies from as small as like little tiny, like I just got my first product and i'm going to help market that on we're launching it on amazon to publicly traded multi-million dollar companies wow. where we do the marketing uh the you know so we, we create the listings on amazon and we help run the advertising and even like the social the amazon social part of it which is kind of pre, is pretty microscopic right now but um so we, we do it's quite that.
0: hard to navigate isn't it for like your average small business owner
2: it is. It's a whole different world with a whole different language and a whole different expectation. Uh, and so, you know, for to hire an expert makes sense for a lot of these brands because, you know, everybody's already stressed to and stretched as far as they can go. Uh, and so to learn, you know, well, this needs to be escalated this way. And, and, you know, we can't send this in. You can send a liquid, but you can't send a liquid in glass, but you can't send a liquid in glass if it's put in a box. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of Things that I've, you know, I've learned over the over time, and so, you know, we I kind of really look at my role as facilitating, helping great products get to the people who will love them, Uh, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, we we try to really pick clients that. Uh, you know, that have really great products that are going to be loved in their space. Uh, But, you know, we want to and we also look at, you know, can we really make a difference for these brands? And so I love what I get to do. We work uh, with a lot of products that are Shark Tank. So it'd be kind of like the Dragon Den equivalent. Um, and so I love getting to watch them like grow and be able to hire more people, and uh, you know it's 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 such a fun thing to do. Uh, and we did a lot of coaching for like young Amazon sellers, uh, you know, in years past. And so it's 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 been this crazy journey that's been completely unexpected. So if yeah. you
0: wanted to say, okay, I'm just like you, I need to make a little bit of extra money, and I might try buying and selling. What are your tips? Amazon in the U.K. is uh, is probably a little bit
2: easier than Amazon in the U.S. Like trying to oh, yeah. ship your stuff across would be difficult. And you know, the marketplace is still a little bit. There's not as much saturation there. Um, I would, you know, but there's also lots of other platforms. So Facebook marketplace and, you know, forgive me if some of these aren't in the UK. So you'll have to kind of find your UK equivalents, but you want to look for the fastest path to cash. When I first started this, I was so excited. I didn't like done a lot of personal development. I had a friend that was like in all of these personal development classes with me. And she's like, I was like so excited. I was like, I just made like a thousand dollars in a week. And, you know, she's like, She just got really quiet and she's like, I can't believe you're just selling out. You're just going to peddle junk on the Internet. And I was like. That's very supportive. <laughs> I was like, "Well, guess we're not talking much in the future." <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, high five. <laughs> you know, and in her mind, like I had to start out with this noble, like, and what I do now is noble, right? So but like, don't be your a, family is noble. Yeah. roof is noble. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Being able to make sure I pay my kids' medical bills—that was noble yeah. for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it started with me running around at garage sales and bringing my kids, hoping. That maybe I could get a discount if they saw my cute little babies. And you know, uh, you know, my my son's first sight word was garage because he would help me look for the signs, you know. Um, so don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. We want to look for the quickest path to cash.
0: Yeah, I, like I, do I love that
2: saying to get money right away. Right I've written it down once you've done that a couple times. Then you have the money to start a more thought out business, and I would say don't borrow a bunch of money because when you get more money, you get loosey goosey with it.
1: Yeah. And so, if
2: you have having that uh, that limitation of capital, can really help you be more resourceful and really weigh your like and not just jump into
1: things without thinking all yeah. the way through it. Necessity is the mother of all invention. Yeah. I love that. Do you know what happens to true. Anita and I when we very first started working together, uh we um we used to do these, it was the first time that we ran the or maybe the second time we were running the program. I'm not too sure. We have like a flagship program to help people attract <laughs> clients using social media. And um we happened to do it in this um country estate mansion thing which is a pub uh, hotel Kibworth House, place near to us, and we we started speaking to this. There was a guy there that was obviously drunk, and he was like la la la. And we're just kind of people that will just talk to anybody, so we started talking to him anyway, showing off about all this money that he's got, blah blah blah. And um, he, we were like basically saying, why don't you just give us a ton of money? <laughs> To put into our business, he'd sold
0: his business for fifty-six million, and then now basically was bored doing nothing, sitting in nice hotels getting drunk and chatting to strangers. Yeah,
1: because he'd been to some track day at like um, a a rally car thing down the road, and yeah, so I was just like, well, just get why don't you just give us like thirty-five grand or fifty grand? Then it's nothing to you, and then we'll do whatever. And do you know why I'm so grateful? Because at one point it's quite bad because I had his like Stalin account on his phone, and I was like, Yeah, we'll just give you the number and just transfer it across. And, um, yeah, sort of joking, but not joking because yeah. it's like nothing to him. And, um, if we'd have got that money, how Facebook ads changed over that time, we'd have squandered that because we would have gone, mm-hmm. Oh, we know this model works, we'll just chuck bang it all on fate. And we are like that risk taking type that would have just gone, Yeah, in red, yeah, bang <laughs> it all on Facebook ads, and it you know, it would have bombed, and we would have been like, Shit um so actually it's a good job that he never gave us that money but you're you're right instead of thinking you need all this money to start a business and because that's what some people do don't they they're in a job and they're trying to put some money aside and they think if i can just get to this much then i can get started instead of like you say there the quickest path to cash (laughs) i have to i wrote it down i have to read it We've, you know just start where you are just get going when we start
0: to work with the one-to-one clients we basically say right let's just get some money coming in let's get mm-hmm. some regular money coming yeah. in based on what you've already got don't let's like create new things look at what you've already got your audience and let's work out what we can sell now and how we can sell it and once we're doing that and we've built the model then we can take the risks then we can look at scaling then mm. we can look at all the fancy fun things but for now let's just
1: work on getting that recurring revenue like two grand st- three grand five grand yeah. whatever it is a month so you you made all this money this way. Um, would you say you were one of the earlier adopters of using Amazon? Because I, I hear so many um, conflicting stories about Amazon. There's lots of people are trying to, buy, you know, have an Amazon business. And I think what they, they get sold on the fact that they think that they're not going to have to do any work and they're going to make a lot of money for not doing any work. And obviously no business works like that, does it? No. And I think they're disillusioned and go along to a course and think, wow, I can just buy this stuff from here sell it on there and make loads of money. And obviously it's not um, a straight line like that, is it?
2: Amazon is hard. Amazon is frustrating. There are days where I have like to slow breathe because I'm so frustrated. <laughs> And so but so is owning a, you know, owning a True. hamburger shop, you know, sometimes there's a, mm-hmm. you know, somebody doesn't clean the grease trap and there's a grease fire, or, you know, somebody slips and falls, there's going to be bad parts in any business. Yeah, it's finding a business that, fit, fit, that fits your natural skill sets. And, you know, a mission that you can be excited about that you're willing to push past that. And anybody who's telling you, you can start this business, it'll be turnkey laptop lifestyle. I know a lot of millionaires and I know none of them did, that really live this laptop lifestyle. All of them work, no. even they, you know, they're on the beach, they're still that, taking isn't it? calls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm just not, maybe I just don't hang out with the cool kids. But Like most all of those lucky people who work
0: like really that. hard as well. And you're like,
2: oh, yeah. it's a coincidence, isn't it? you know the person yeah. I know that have the has the big the, the largest net worth in my life uh, you know which is you know tens of millions you know that person is still out there putting her name out there and you know she's still taking clients and she's still you know you know traveling to do stuff you know and but it doesn't it's not a burden for her because it's her life mission to bring value yeah. to the world you know so it's it's it it it, it Work is a good thing, you know, it, it, and you have to embrace that and um, and know that there's going to be a lot of parts like, do you remember like the Superman comics? Do they read those in the UK? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So when Superman goes through the, the wall, we see him go in the comic. The first cell is him like getting close to the wall. And the second one is him through the wall. They never show the one where like the gravel is in his face, pushing into mm-hmm. his eyeballs and it's un- like, that can't be comfortable. And so if you want to be, if you want to start a business, you have to get really comfortable at being uncomfortable, making changes, you know, testing things out and
0: living in a world where everybody thinks you are completely crazy. You must have learned a lot of lessons along the way. What, like, are the biggest things where you went, oh, God, shouldn't have done it like that, you know, let's move on kind of thing. What were the pitfalls that caught you out?
2: I think the biggest pitfalls is... Well, I'm I'm just I'm just really awesome at this. So now I'm gonna borrow a bunch of money because I I'm gonna be yes yeah, that's going a wrong bad to idea. Me, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know debt when you're you're for in my experience having a, carrying a lot of debt in your business makes running a business a lot less fun. Yeah, uh, that doesn't mean never borrow money. I'm not saying that, I'm, but I am saying that you need to consider you know how much stress that's going to add to your family to your relationships. Uh, and then also making sure that I still have friends that don't, you know, that work regular jobs, but I have a very specific group of friends that are all entrepreneurs that when I tell them, I don't know if I'm going to make it this month, I'm so tired, I just don't want to do this, I'm burnt out, that they don't go, well, oh, why don't you just go get a job, you, get know? A job. <laughs> you know, that they'll be like, okay, well, you know, I, I love, one of my favorite quotes is um, from Walt Disney, and he says it's kind of fun to do the impossible, And I think that being an entrepreneur means always being up to trying to do the impossible. And so you have to have a group of friends that, that see that vision. And, you know, some, in some friends that are ahead of you, some friends that are with you, somebody who can say, yeah, I remember that part. It's not fun, but keep going. Um, You know, Sharon Lecter has a book called uh, three feet from gold. uh, And, you know, the idea is, you know, a lot of times people are digging for gold and they quit right before they find the big payoff. Um, So it, you know, it, I think that I think that the the borrowing money, finding friends and you know, people that you can talk to that will be supportive, uh, but also not will tell you, yeah, you shouldn't do that. You made some mistakes. Now you got to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think those are the two most important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, one thing that I have seen a lot of people, is lot, the money is the big thing that money is the cash that keeps your is, is like the gasoline or the petrol for your car. So if you don't have if you're not monitoring your cash flow on a weekly basis, especially in that first couple of years, then it's easy for things to get out of control. So don't put off monitoring your cash flow mm-hmm. because you don't want to hear the bad news. Because if you're yeah. monitoring it, you can fix it before it's a big problem and you're borrowing money or getting a credit card or something along those lines. So monitoring uh, monitoring your cash flow proactively. So do yeah. you and
0: still it- sell things or do you just help other people to do that now?
2: We do still sell things uh, on Amazon, not nearly the volume that we used to. I really love you know, I I didn't I don't like packing boxes. I don't like shipping. And so the agency gives me all of my favorite parts about selling yeah. on Amazon, uh, and I love like solving new puzzles. And and because we're always working with new clients. Uh, you know, like, like, you know, right now we're in the process of finding a couple of new clients to fill our calendar for 2022. And, um, you know, when I'm looking at those clients, I'm like, okay, ooh, this is going to be a fun problem to solve, you know, they have this issue with Amazon, or they've already, uh, they've already tried these things, and they're not working. And I see a clear path to do that. So let's go
1: fix that i love what you said about uh having the your tribe if you like as well your people around you because if you come from a world where you're in a job and everybody else has, has jobs as well which I'm, i always find it strange how people seem to have this massive disconnect of like entrepreneur and job do not realize when you go to that job you're working for one of these crazy entrepreneurs yes. anyway <laughs> yeah but it seems to be this massive disconnect of like and it, i know there's bigger bigger companies, aren't there, you know, different size companies. But ultimately, all of them were started by somebody that decided to well, go and start a a long
0: time ago, though. A long it? time Everybody's ago, maybe, but even,
1: even so, like, you know, that job is just working for one of those people. But, yeah, we have, like, um, a community, a group called, it's like our membership, which is the Get Savvy Academy. And that is a great space for people to kind of start out. If they've never been anywhere around entrepreneurs before, they're new, they want to do this, they want to learn it all, they, they, and they just don't have anybody in there in their world that does this it's a great place for them all to come together and think oh i'm struggling with this are you struggling with that and just just know that there's other people that are also out trying to do the same thing but yeah if you can get just even you you only need like a few people that are want to do a similar thing to you or want to have a business and grow a business and get around them and you're right some ahead of you some behind you so you can help people people like you say somebody saying oh that that problem um yeah it's tough but you can get through it and just keep going because when you hear that people have quit and they've gone and got a job you're like oh no but hopefully that's the worst case scenario go and get a job there's a job always there for you isn't there um but you can come back out and do something new and I thought of another one that was uh, really big as we kind of got that medium stage in
2: our business is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. So I was doing really well with my business. And then I would say other people who are like, I'm making $4 trillion. And, you know, some of those, as I started coaching, like they working came to half me, an hour a day. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I only work for the first five minutes while I'm drinking my coffee and I make <laughs> yeah. $4 million. And, you know, some of those, as I started to coach high volume Amazon sellers, like I would look at their books and I was like, I was all stressed out that they're beating me, quote, unquote, beating me. And, you know, they were making like a two percent margin on that four trillion dollars, you know, like and, you know, they had borrowed, you know, all of this money. And um, so you don't know. How much money somebody seed money somebody had to start? How many businesses they've run before? Uh, you know, you know if they had a connection. So don't look at yeah. somebody else's business and say, "Well, I'm not as good, or I must not be as good at this, or, or cut out for this." How yeah. much
0: they're bullshitting you?
2: Yeah. People lie. Bakery. <laughs> I find especially marketers have a tendency to round up. Yep. Yeah. More yes. than like you know, I find my PPC analysts they tend to round down, and the mar- the people on our creative team they tend to round up. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> data people versus creative people. Although <laughs> when I was in marketing in corporate, we used to have to meet with the finance team. They were way more creative than me. <laughs> saying, well, what did you use that money for? And I tell them, go. Well, we're not going to put that. We're going to put this. And I'm. to yeah. like, yeah,
1: if, if you say yeah. so. So what what's your goals then for the for the twenty twenty two? What where do you want to take your business? what what does it look like to, for you in the next 12 months so you know we're
2: really so we don't take new clients during q4 during the christmas season because we want to make yeah. sure that are we're really focused on and, and loyal to the people who that have been working with us so, so that's a
0: big big season for everyone
2: yes for you yes. know if you're in e-commerce and you're not a little sw- twitchy during q4 you might not really be in e-commerce because it's you know e-commerce Products. And if you're working in social media with, with e commerce products, it's important that you really consider that, you know, that busyness and with all the supply chain issues um, that have been happening. Um, oh, God, sure, yeah. yeah, it's been a little, it was this week. This year was, it took a year off my life, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, we're really, I really set up really clear games. So I actually have a coach that I meet with every week and I look at what, what where do I want to be at the end of the year? And then I work backwards to. To say okay. So, what do I need to do today in order to get to my goal at the end of the year? So, we will usually have uh, a profit goal, a revenue goal, and then an impact goal. So, like, uh, yeah, and sometimes the impact goal has been like, you know, we have these top three clients. Uh, we think that we can increase their bottom line by, you know, by you know six digits or something along those lines and that would allow them to hire more people in there in an area that's underserved so that being creating that job would be something that we wanted to do. in the beginning it was all, uh, all I used to set revenue goals but then I would find that I would sacrifice profit to get to the revenue goal so I make sure my profit goal is always most important. And then I also have markers in there for how many hours do I want to be working? What tasks do I want to be doing, not want to be doing? And how many people am I going to be managing directly? Um, And so I'm, and um, I actually was diagnosed with uh, pulmonary embolism and cancer in 2019. It's thyroid cancer. I'm okay now. Um, I'm fine. Um, But that really made me realize I cannot put off one day, someday when my life turns out, I can go do these things with my kids because you know. Never know, Um, and so the last several years we've really prioritized making sure that we go on vacation, that we, you know, that you know, we, you know, we don't sacrifice those Christmas traditions. Um, Every Christmas is going to be the last Christmas that you have with somebody. So you rush through because you're trying to make sure you make that extra hundred bucks for your business. You might miss out on time that you never get back with somebody. So. If you're going to do that, make sure you're doing work that makes a difference. You know, make sure that you're planning ahead so that you can turn your phone off from Christmas Eve until the day after Christmas so that you can really be with your with the people that you love. Because otherwise, what's the point of working so hard if you can't enjoy some of the freedom that you started this business for? in the first Yeah,
0: place? you're absolutely right. Although I have teenagers now who don't want to be with me i'm heading into that i have a 14 year old and an 11 year old so i'm you know i'll be right there with you
2: in a couple years
0: i'm sure so (laughs) i love that you started the podcast saying oh we just needed money and i used to you know hide under the duvet and then i bought something and i sold it and i made as if it was like you know oh look what happened and then actually you've worked really hard you've set goals you've got a vision you've chunk those goals into individual tasks and you've, you know, you've been intentional about it all. And actually your success comes from all of that, not just, you know, like you say from that, Oh, it just happened to me. You know, the people that try and pretend that, which is just.
2: It's really inauthentic.
0: And I think that it
2: sets people up to fail because they're like, well, they just walked into a pub and then they made a million dollars. And that's not, you know, they had been, you know, they'd, they'd got rejected 400 times and, you know, like there's so much grittiness to the, to being an entrepreneur, that's required. It is hard, and if it's not hard, then you know there'll be moments where it's not hard. But if there, there's there, there are going to be a lot of it's going to be hard more than it's easy, especially mm-hmm. the first three years
0: it's going to I, test you isn't it yes. and your character your resolve your ability to just keep getting back up and i think from my personal perspective that's why it helps me having a business partner because we're often you know while one is like oh god this is really bad the other like, oh no, <laughs> yeah okay, okay, okay. And, 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 and i'm i'm usually the one that's like oh this is really bad oh okay. god oh, I don't matter. and you're just like don't worry about it it's fine like, oh, okay Next then thing. i could i could go with that point of view and, and yes yeah. okay move on and yeah, so that's it's it. that's what we're saying i guess about community if you do work on your which most people with their own business don't Mm. tend to be in partnerships they do it on their own go find like like like-minded people who can go yeah you can have a shit day but don't worry we'll you know we'll get tomorrow we'll be better and do something and it really like you said really
1: isn't useful those people that are going around saying that they happen to them so easily it's not and I get why they're doing it because they want to um you know maybe sell a a course or this or that and it's it just leads people down the wrong because we speak to people sometimes and I just think uh, with all the best will in the world they're not going to make it because they don't seem to want it enough and they don't when you actually drill down of like well how... okay so where you want to be in 12 months well how you what's stopping you but when you actually drill down it's like these people actually don't want it that much what they say they want they actually don't want because otherwise they things...
0: might want the end result they're just not willing to put but, the they don't see and I, I and, I look... and I don't think they see that they have to because they're yeah. looking at these people that don't we say they... to people just um just post once a day on social media to just be consistent and some people you'd be surprised go i'm not doing that every day i've got better things to do with my time and you're (laughs) like okay fine don't do it but don't expect the success without the work i think people know that integrity in business
2: is important but i think what they don't understand is you have to have integrity in your word to yourself yeah. and the word that you give to your business. Uh, so you, it might be really easy to keep your word to show up for the Christmas pageant because your daughter is waiting for you there and she would be disappointed or to make sure that you make the cookies for the church bazaar. But to when you say, I'm going to do this, the, you know, When I've worked with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and coached, I coached a lot of young Amazon sellers. The people that were the most successful is they'd say, I'd have this done by Tuesday, and then they would get it done by Tuesday. And it's not a muscle that happens naturally. It means starts with making small promises and making sure you honor your word, even when you're tired, even when you don't feel like it, even when it feels hopeless, that ability to keep Honoring that word because it was part of your plan, that is a big part of people's success. And if you look at successful people, they are very disciplined, and many of them are very diligent with
0: their word. And that doesn't take a genius IQ and a thousand years of business experience, does
1: it? It just takes someone that keeps their word, to, even just, their word to themselves. Yeah, because then you trust yourself more and more. The more you do it, the more you trust yourself and you have faith in yourself and your abilities. It's not, something it's not like as simple as this pod- podcast. We started it, we knew we wanted to do um, two episodes a week. One comes out on Tuesday, one comes out on Thursday and we started it August 2020 every thursday every tuesday there's an episode that comes out we haven't missed it and just that in itself shows to people that you show up you we don't do it for a bit and then go oh yeah but we got busy over here yes. and we and there's that people with much bigger names than us you know further down the line with us that have got podcasts and they've done just that they've started it half stopped and then and and actually it, i think it look it looks bad and it must you know they're not sticking like you say they're not sticking to their word they're not continuing with what with what they promised that they were going to do no matter how hard it is Mm. um and yeah that that, even little things
0: like it's really important to us in our business isn't it if we have a coaching call or a group coaching call and it starts at one we're there and we start at one and we're never late and if we say we're going to go live and do this at whatever time we turn up when we're meeting each other even we're generally we're both (laughs) early actually aren't we but yeah definitely with clients we're early or on time and so it just it's just those standards isn't it
2: with a client facing business like social media like what we do with our agency if you can't keep your word to show up at one when you tell your client oh yeah that will be done next week they're not going to believe you and your job is going to be much more difficult it is easier to keep your word uh, you know and make sure that you're honoring your commitments than to try to rebuild trust with a client who feels that they're not being taken given the same care as maybe another client or you know, they're not your priority. It's
0: a lot harder to repair that damage these little things in business. I used to say when I worked in corporate, we'd work with marketing agencies and they were just notoriously shifty and they'd be, make you all these grand promises and be your best friend and they never deliver on time. You know, I'll have that with you on Tuesday and then at half five, you'd still be and say, Yeah, we are still working. on it. it? like, well, when does Tuesday end? You know, we, midnight is not acceptable. We, we lose a just, lot of, of business elites because they're like, well,
2: this other agency promised me that they'd get me to four trillion by Tuesday. And I was like, well, yeah. that's not possible. They're lying. And they're like, well, they said that. I was like, like, okay, well, then we'll see you in set
1: 12 months when your contract we is over. We say that, don't we? we <laughs> say that. But it happens, you know, it happens we a go, lot, doesn't okay, it? Okay, they go, oh, but we can buy this course over here. It looks similar for like you know, like a tenth of the price. We go, okay, see you in a few months' time when that's not worked. <laughs> then sure enough, you're on a, on a Zoom or call. Or using within.
0: social media managers for 100 quid a month or something like that. And we don't to do the work themselves starting. again. yeah
2: i mean when you're good at it for starting it's pretty infuriating you're like i'm doing a better quality why aren't you know like it but it's not just about the quality of the product it's also about marketing yourself Uh, and you know but once you develop that confidence then you can say to a client All right, well, if that's what you feel is best, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I always tell people, I don't hard sell people into services. If you're not going to be overjoyed to work with us, you know, we would rather you go someplace else because we want you to be, we want you to feel like you're able to trust us and we can trust you, you know.
0: Yeah. And one of the things, the big things we work with our clients on is um, always making them up their prices because they've never valued themselves enough. But also just having that conviction that the price is the price. So if I say yes. to you, this is the price, don't like threaten to go somewhere else because they've got it cheaper and make you feel so bad that you start going, oh, well, OK, I can offer you this discount or I could throw all this extra. You know, here's what I'll do and here's what it costs. Take it or leave it. You know, and that's that. It, that is a confidence thing as well, isn't it?
2: So I mentioned Sharon Lecter before. She actually co-wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. She actually wrote mm. a good chunk of it. And she was a mentor of mine. And when I was pricing, first pricing my service-based business, I kept underpricing and underpricing and underpricing. And she's like, "Why?" You know, she's like, you have to. And I was like, well, I just don't know how, you know, how much people are willing to pay. And she's like, I think that you're taking your own self-worth And you're pricing it based off your self-worth, not on the value that you're bringing to your client. So if, you know, looking at it from a pricing perspective and saying, you know, this is going to help, you know, we've had some brands, we've been able to increase their, you know, overall revenue by, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So asking for a specific amount that's a small percentage, but that covers our costs uh, is not unreasonable. And so when you're pricing, looking at what impact does it have to the client, not what do you think it's quote unquote worth or and how long it'll it will take you, you. yes, yes.
0: Well, that's only half an hour of my time so i can only charge x yeah. amount rather than we had someone who was um a therapist that helped people with anxiety and like transformed their lives and was charging less than it cost me to get my dog's hair cut <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: when you point it out like that sometimes then like they're like oh yeah okay i get it well you I also lose it. clients when you underprice because yeah, they say yeah. that's
2: too cheap it's not right because every be other rubbish. every other social media company i've talked to has said it's going to be a thousand pounds or it's going to be 500 pounds or whatever it's going to be. If you come in at 50 50 pounds, then they're going to say they're, they they either don't know what they're doing or there's something wrong with their service because otherwise, why would they be charging that little? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, you're not doing and let me for somebody who took on clients early on that were at uh, too cheap, it, it is hard to raise the prices on those clients because yeah. they came to you because you were cheap. Yeah. because and they're cheap <laughs> so yeah and they're yeah. usually harder work as well you know so much harder mm. you only pay this but you know our clients you... that, that they pay us you know a lot of money tend to be a lot less maintenance than the ones yeah. that we took on and we're like oh well, we really like this product and so it's you know we can give you a little bit of a break and you know so you know like I, I agree with what Anita said you really have to stick with
0: your pricing
2: mm. and yeah. base it off of you know, make sure you're covering your hard costs and making money. You know, yeah. right away. You know, you're yeah. not sinking, you're not going into debt working on these these clients.
0: So we had uh, Anna mentioned our membership when we launched it a year and a half ago. We launched it at like a, a special rate, lifetime rate of fifteen pound a month, and somebody bought it and then messaged me directly and sent me links to their social media profiles and their website for my review. <laughs> I were paying <laughs> £15 pounds a month. And when I pointed out I wouldn't be doing that, but I could do it, but, you know, the, yeah. they then want this That's product to cost bought. that much. Yeah. They yeah. left and said, well, it's, it's not what I want, and, uh, you know, left our academy, which was probably for the best. But, you know, the people who pay the less expect the most, don't they? Other people yeah. that
1: aren't, aren't as confident, that would that'd really affect them. They think, oh, no, I've lost someone, and what could I do more? And maybe my prices are... Like, yeah, it is so it is around being getting that confidence there and being sure of it. And like you're saying... Not don't bring your self worth into it. And you know you have to also think about it from you
2: know, you know. If, if Sharon also said to me like she's like, are you good at what you do? And I was like, well, that's kind of yeah, I do think I'm really good. She's like, do there's a work you make, do you make a difference for your clients? She's like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got lots of case studies. And she's like, well, if you don't sell yourself and you don't sell yourself hard. Then you are doing your client, potential clients, a disservice because they're going to go to some stink oil person instead. And so, you know, like if you're, if the thing that's stopping you is you don't want to sell yourself, you need to think about the clients that are going to end up with some schemer that's going to take them for 10 grand um, because you didn't want to push or you didn't want to follow up because you didn't want to be intrusive. Like, don't be obnoxious, but follow up and and be assertive in your sales because otherwise they'll go to somebody who's not going to take care of them the way that you would.
0: Yeah, Yeah, charging
1: twice the price for half the service. So we are the Get Savvy because we always ask two questions at the end of the podcast. First one is, what makes you savvy?
2: I think the thing that makes me savvy is that I'm able to break up my goals into small bite-sized chunks. And that might not seem savvy, but it's the thing overall that has been the biggest impact in my ability to get results consistently and not have the results feel like luck. Or wishes come true yeah. or miracles, like I can consistently generate results, not because I'm magic, but because I have consistent bite sized goals that we deliver on.
0: And the other question is to recommend a book.
2: So if you're over a million dollars, Rocket Fuel is one of my favorite books. I think that that's really, really good. Um, and then uh, there's another book that's not, I know pro- people probably just tend to, you know, there's always the classics like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all of those, uh, you know, uh, there's like getting things done. But I think that one of the things, especially when you're working with client facing, is learning how to have assertive conversations because sometimes you have to tell people your product is ugly and that's why it's not selling. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, So there's a book called Crucial Conversations. And I'm going to tell you, it is not the most, there are more interesting reads, but it gives some really tactical things to having hard conversations. Uh, And so it'll be helpful with your clients. And then as you build out your team, um, having real conversations about like, why aren't these deliverables being met without it coming across as judgy or blamey or, you know, having a more assertive conversations.
1: Do you know who uh, wrote that one? Carrie Patterson how can our listeners find out a little bit more about you then i'm on
2: twitter amz robin johnson and um, i'm on linkedin of course
1: and you can also go to
2: our website at marketplaceblueprint.com we have a facebook group so if you've been like you have a good question about amazon you've been trying to get me and my team are all in there if i don't answer right away just tag me if you go to marketplaceblueprint.com forward slash facebook it will take you to the facebook page the facebook group uh you know and some some this this time of year where you know everybody's kind of focused on work um so it's a little you know quieter but usually the conversation will pick up a little bit after christmas
0: if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe fabulous interesting woman and actually i think she picked something quite hard you know i don't know whether it's she obviously knows it way better than i do and a lot of it might be urban myth but my impression is that amazon are quite hard to work with um and to be successful at so i guess she's absolutely right that having somebody who can tell you about it is loads better than making all those mistakes yourself
1: yeah i don't think you can rock up and just get it like she said there's lots of jargon in there lots of loopholes that they they catch you out and i bet a lot of it's intentional from them because they think ah someone's going to try and make money here we can stop them here we can stop this and it does make sense because if you don't know what you're doing you want to start shipping stuff out and you don't know the laws around. What liquids you can send and yeah. how things need to be boxed and what all that's you know not for me it's too much like you know, confusing. But if you if you've got those products and you want them to get out to the market, you've got a fantastic idea, fantastic product at the moment that you're just selling locally and you want to take it out to the world. Obviously, Amazon is connected to the world, so if you can unlock the special yeah. way of doing that via someone like Robin, then all the best. It's like
0: stuff. you just you don't know what you don't know, do you? That's the problem. It's like mm-hmm. um when we had. The other lady, Nadine, she was saying that, you know, she was selling to large retail. And if you had a return, she just have to pay a £10 restocking fee and uh, she hadn't made the money on the product. And little things like that can absolutely destroy your business if you don't know they're happening. So it's just about finding. I always think the clever people go and find someone that's doing it well and just kind of get information from them, even if you have to pay for it.
1: For me, yeah. pay for it
0: definitely.
1: So, um, we as a new feature that we are doing is um, where you can write a jingle coming, <laughs> it's going really well, yeah. Still in production, <laughs> still in an idea phase. It's a
0: bit unfair actually because we've done two top and tails today, yeah. so I've actually it's only been like two it's hours, only been in a between few hours. Me last asking how it's going. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so but, the, yeah. the question we've got this week is from Brenda in Perth. Um, has asked the question about Facebook. She wants to know why her Facebook posts aren't getting as much engagement as they used to get. She used to get a lot of people liking, commenting, and she can't seem to get as many people um, interacting with the posts as um, yeah. not so long ago. So why would that be?
0: This is a good one. And lots of people ask this question, actually, in our programme. And do you know what? The reason is because Facebook want your money. So they are not inclined to... Um, they know they're not stupid. They know people are using it for business and they're making a load of money using their free platform and using their personal profiles. And so the best way to then make you go and do some boosting or some ad, never boost, by the way, or some ads or what have you, is to just limit your reach so that you're not getting in front. So it's nothing you do. The good news is it's nothing you're doing. It's not wrong. you. It's them. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and I'll tell you what we tell people. Um, and this will apply to you, Brenda, whatever your business is that um get on linkedin so i get fed up with the gurus or experts saying facebook is business to consumer and linkedin is business to business it's bullshit um it's not you know on linkedin there are about 28 million adults in the uk half of whom are earning 45,000 pounds a year or more um and these people buy stuff you know they buy massages they buy photo books they buy holidays um yes they buy business to business but they are also consumers and if you've got whatever your business is say you sell i don't know dog beds and nobody on linkedin is selling dog beds then that's why you need to get on yeah. because you know you'll just um you'll rake it in
1: yeah h to h human hu- human to human guys H-to-human, yeah that's what it's about but yeah facebook it is just unfortunately who knows we are recording this in the middle of December 2021 so it might have changed and Facebook might be brilliant it might give lots of reach to lots of businesses and lots of people um, but uh, currently they're not so I think they're going through a transformation phase as well so that also slows down algorithms reach things. so it's not you Brenda it's definitely Facebook and explore different avenues so if you don't just plug if something's not working don't just keep doing it over and over that's madness You've got to try something different and um i would suggest don't be scared to. of actually, linkedin it's no different um,
0: in terms of putting a post out have... commenting you know talking mm-hmm. about what you do it's, it's no it different. it actually
1: looks it looks you know the same as well so you'll get used to it very very quickly we do actually have a free download um about helping you on linkedin which we will put the link into the show notes of this one which you can go and access um that and get started on linkedin if you're not already if you are on linkedin yeah. and you've only ever used it to get a job or you're not i'm not sure then this downloads for you as well so grab that the
0: other thing I want to add is Facebook are constantly saying get in front of another 364,000 people by boosting this post you can press boost and it's dead easy to do it but note what they're saying is get in front of these people yeah. they're not necessarily people that comment or engage or, or buy, buy or you know click links to buy or what have you it'll just get you in front of more people and how is that going to help pay the bills oh yeah. you know I'm sorry bank I can't pay the mortgage but you know I was in front of half a million people on Facebook yesterday it, it's, it's not so don't boost it's not in your interest as a small don't business get, owner you know
1: and we always test things and i actually tested a booster of something um not that long ago just to think we're saying these things but if we don't try them we don't we don't honestly know yeah. and yeah the same nothing really happened it was just 50 dollars wasted um so yeah and actually so whenever that...
0: we talk to anyone that is like a facebook ad strategist mm-hmm. and what have you um mm-hmm. and knows way more than us about these kind of things they say no don't do it as well
1: so We're all in agreement. Yeah, we're all in agreement. Don't press that boost button. The only people that want you to do it are the people of Facebook they want you to press that boost
0: button but don't press that linkedin button instead download it on your phone it's dead easy to use you can sit in front of the telly um, while your kids are jibber-jabbering away and ignore them by
1: (laughs) sorting that business on linkedin (laughs) see you all later Bye. bye
0: that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed
1: it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club